Podcasting from Rock Hill, South Carolina, the land of beautiful places and smiling faces, this is Bike Talk. Whether you're a racer or just a weekend warrior, we have something for everyone. With our combined years of experience, we will bring you the best news and tips to keep you informed and always ready to ride. Let's start the show. And welcome to Bike Talk. Uh, today's show, um, well, it's been a while. Let me just first say it's been a while. Uh, Robert and I have been uh, swamped and we apologize. So, But today's show is going to be a little different. No, it's going to be a lot different. Would you say so, Robert? Yes, very much. It's going to be really different. Um, let's let me first uh, thank everybody for for supporting the show and tuning in. Um, you know, we really appreciate you know the positive feedback we've received from you guys. Um, it's just it's been wonderful. Um, we just really we're really happy to be here and to be talking with everybody and to give you the information you need to make decisions and also to be informed but today's show like i said is going to be different it's going to be really different because it's not going to be about bikes um robert uh robert made a post yesterday on social media on the uh, college cycles facebook page and it garnered a lot of traction um it was something that needed to be discussed and i'm gonna i'm gonna step to the side for a minute and let him talk about it uh about you know what what drove him to make that post um but we're gonna we're gonna discuss this uh, this subject in depth uh, in this show and talk about a few other things but um you know robert you you made that post yesterday about you know the homeless community that you know that had popped up um what made you post that on on facebook um well uh Either they say uh, they say a few things like uh, you know walk in a walk a mile in another man's boots and things like that. And yep. I I came from a large family, and an Air Force sergeant's pay didn't stretch very far. Now we always had a roof overhead, but. You know, we, my mother made me go out and I learned how to garden along with the other kids, <laughs> but I too have almost been homeless and pretty much in that situation. But what really drove me to make that post is that this is America. We boast some of the biggest technological advancements in the world, certainly certainly one of the largest financial communities in the world. I mean, we, we create billionaires out like they're going out of style. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we throw away more food than the people who are hungry in this country could eat. We are a country of success and excess at times and yet some people in this country go to bed hungry some people go to this go to bed at night with no place to sleep other than a tent in the woods or on a sidewalk or in a vacant lot um 
someplace that that's not safe, not secure, and certainly not warm or dry at times. Some people don't even have a tent. No. And for pennies, people could have tiny homes, and yet cities outlaw them because they don't want neighborhoods to have tiny homes. Well, there's a lot of people out there that are single. There's a lot of people who are just a husband and a wife, man and woman, girl and girl, guy and guy, whatever whatever you want to insert and say couple here. And they don't need a 5,000-square-foot house. Mm-mm. They don't want a 5,000-square-foot house, and they can't afford a 5,000-square-foot house. <laughs> they can't afford a 2,000-square-foot house. Tiny homes exist and have existed since the selling of Barbados. And they were called cattle houses because literally they were built for one person. And if you worked on one plantation and decided to go work on another plantation because they were willing to pay you more, you could literally jack your house up off the bricks, roll a cart under it, hook up a team of horses, and drive it over. Or you could disassemble it and take it over and put it up on the plantation where you were going to be working. And if you look at that, they're basically just, just tiny homes, but tiny homes before the state of South Carolina was even a state. There was a need for this kind of housing. And here, just think of what it actually costs to have somebody homeless in your city. And somebody actually did this. The mayor of Phoenix did this. He commissioned a study. He said, how much does it cost us to have a homeless person in the city of Phoenix? And he got an answer. And this answer will surprise you. It's 20 plus thousand dollars a year to have a homeless person in your city, in your town, in your community. It's 20 plus thousand dollars. <laughs> right now, it is pouring so hard, I can't hardly see across the street. So what does that homeless person do? Well, I want a nice, warm place I can be and safe and food that's hard to get because I don't have a home because I don't have a job. (laughs) I think I'll go smash somebody's window or break into somebody's car, and then they'll put me in jail for 30 days. Solve the homeless problem, right? Put them in jail. It costs more than... Twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year to house somebody in minimum security prison in the state of South Carolina, and that's cheap. you can stay in a hotel with meals and everything for less than twenty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's sickening. But yeah, yeah. But the problem is, is we don't house these people, and therefore they don't get a job. And they're trapped into a system with no way out. And the mayor of Phoenix said, I'm going to fix this. 
he took shipping containers, which are 40 feet, and he got volunteer help and donations of building materials that companies that were building a house or working on a job site. And they're like, whoa, we got 20 extra sheets of plywood, but we can't use it on our next job because it's the wrong grade. Hmm. Ooh, hi, I'm the mayor. I'm trying to, you know, build places for homeless people. Well, Mr. Mayor, if you'll send a truck over or better yet, hold on. We deliver because we want to clean up our job site. Hmm. He took all of these building materials, donated furniture. They outfitted these containers they built a container city. These containers are safe, dry, secure. And at this container city, they had a nurse. And they still do. This container city still runs. They have a nurse. They have therapy for people. They have group therapy sessions for people who have mental issues, who have alcoholism, who who are addicted to drugs because their lives are so bad. They need that escape. Some people as an escape sit there and paint little small soldier figurines and recreate that like Gettysburg or, uh, the battle Asian court and things like that. That's their mental release. That's their escape. They go there to get away from their, their troubles in their life. Other people use alcohol. They use drugs. Um, people ride bikes. I mean, a lot of a lot of people have addictions. That don't really call addictions. They mm-hmm. don't perceive them as that. No. But that's their escape. It's their way of just letting themselves go. Yeah. But at these at that Container City in in Phoenix, they have group therapy for all of these things. They have a nurse. So somebody instead of getting a cut on their leg and letting it get infected and then turning into gangrene or sepsis and then falling into the street. Well, then there's an ambulance or a police car and an ambulance and you have to pay the police officers time to, to, to work this situation. Same thing with the ambulance. Yep. Go to the hospital. They rack up a $15,000 bill. And who well, paid that? And yes, exactly. Who pays that? <laughs> you, the local taxpayer. Correct, because of the your city, insurance. The city, the county. Yeah, through your insurance. And also, I don't know of any public hospital that's not subsidized by taxes. Hmm. Exactly. They all are. Correct. So the hospital never gets paid for this because these people don't have insurance. Whereas if there was a place where they could go and get that leg looked at and cleaned, and bandaged, then it doesn't really cost more than a few dollars. <laughs> You'd be more than willing. Anybody who's listening to this podcast would be more than willing to throw the $5 down for some hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide, a couple of bandages or band-aids and a wrap. Yep just so this person doesn't have to go to an emergency room and rack up a ten to $15,000 bill. Absolutely. And that's what happens. So that's, that's why they've got a nurse. And in order to keep the peace, they don't have a police officer. They have a peacekeeper. Hmm. He has, oh my gosh, 
he does have a he does have a baton because some people sometimes they get too rowdy. Right. And he has pepper spray. And he has a pair of handcuffs. He doesn't have a gun. He doesn't have a badge. He has a pair of black band, black pants and a blue sport shirt that says peacekeeper. <laughs> he settles disputes, gets people calmed down and back to whatever they need to be doing. Now, one of the ways that this helps keep people off the streets is it gives them a home. It also helps provide them with job training and also jobs because there are so many times that, you know, everybody's worked for a company and they go, oh, God, we've got three trucks coming in. And, you know, you can't go walking through the office. Mm. Because you're not going to get you're not going to get any of the people in the office to go out and help unload those three <laughs> trucks that came in all at once instead of staggered over time so the warehouse could get to them. Yep. So what happens is, is all the businesses around Phoenix that need quote unquote casual labor. Uh, I need uh, you know the 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 regular grass maintenance guys skipped us and we're going to have to find a new company because this is the tenth time. But we've got a lawnmower, and I need a couple of people to come out and cut the grass. Mm. And so you call up the container city, and a person there goes, you need four people to do the ground maintenance around your facility? No problem. We will arrange for them to either be ready for pickup at this time, and this is the rate that you're going to pay them right? and we'll pick them up at this time and you're expected to provide them lunch. So you get the four people, they come out, they work two days, they clean up everything around your buildings and everything. And I mean, even wash your car if you ask and you pay container city and these people get money onto a credit card so that, one, their money can't be stolen. Yeah, true. But two, they're earning money. They're earning. They're hoping to earn a living. And people who, you know, and and eventually you're going like, you know, that one guy, man, he comes in, he cuts the grass, he's he's all over it. He he washes a cart. Geez, I'm going to hire that guy. So there's one person that you've now gotten into the job force. Yep. In the workforce who's paying taxes. And then they eventually they get to move out of Container City. And get their own place, yeah. And, yeah. And they become a productive member of society. And when people are not stressed over food issues and housing issues, their mental health issues they get better. Oh. So absolutely. it's it's a it, it's a whole cycle, it's a whole system of what what the government and the military likes to call soft power. <laughs> you know, it's winning the hearts of minds. Instead of going in and throwing everybody out of their house and searching for rebels or insurgents or anything, you're going in and going, hey, would you guys, you know, you guys have a lot of problems with all that soil over there is really hard and rocky and everything. You know what? Uh, I got a solution. I brought a plow today. 
So I'm going to plow all the common land and all the land around here so that you guys can go back and plant and help raise your own food. Is that cool? That's cool. Okay, we're going to get to work. So that's how you win hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. You know, and you go through and, oh, there's a there's a kid who who's got who's stepped on something um, and they don't have clean water and clean bandages. Well, let's get some water filtration uh, systems in here Mm -hmm. and uh, let's 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 get the medic. And let's get this foot, this kid's foot cleaned up. Let's get in some bandages. Let's get in some peroxide. Let's throw a stitch or two in there. And, you know, soon, instead of a month from now, removing the style flag, the kid's running around. <laughs> so you, you win friends. But in the container city, you get people mental health. You get them... You get them help with, with their psychological problems. You get them help with their physical problems. You get them help with any of their addictive problems. You provide them a safe place to put their head. They get to sleep. They get to eat. And you know what it costs versus 20 plus thousand dollars? If you're a business owner and somebody in order to get out of the rain that's happening right now, smashes the window out of your car or throws a brick through your window, your, your storefront window, mm-hmm. that sheet of glass is two or $3,000 plus. Exactly. Well, wouldn't you like to see this in a place in an environment where these people get help and eventually can break this cycle? It's breaking the cycle is the most important thing. Break this cycle and move from being homeless on the street and, and worried about food and taking up police officers time when they could be doing real things like, I don't know, maybe bank robberies, <laughs> uh, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe somebody, maybe a professional crew that likes to case houses and break in your house and steal your, your grandfather's rifle over the, or shotgun over the mantle mm-hmm. and your widescreen, you know, and your wife's favorite, favorite piece of jewelry she got from her grandmother. You know, wouldn't you rather have police officers spending their time chasing after catching these people or preventing these people mm-hmm. than dealing with homeless people? Yeah. So I, I, the I, costs go from $20,000 a person less than ten thousand. It's just it's, it's 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 ridiculous. You you know yeah. the one thing too is I want to give everybody a little sense of of what Robert's talking about here with some numbers. <clears throat> First of all, I'm not, I'm I'm not turning this into anything political. This is this is my opinion, and it's worth two cents. Again, as as he stated before, in this country, we are we are the one of the most powerful countries in the world. This shouldn't be happening. There should be not one person homeless. There shouldn't be one person or child going to bed hungry at night. It's absolutely, it's it's asinine that it occurs in this country, and it's ridiculous with the amount of, like like, like Robert said, the food we waste alone. Just, just the waste of food, the the waste of the wasteful things that we do. Um, you know, again, if everybody, like like you said earlier, contributed. Imagine if you give five bucks. If everybody, even listening to this podcast, if all all our friends in Rock Hill and in Charlotte and everything contributed five dollars, 
the difference it could make to someone's life. But I want to, but you know, I want, I don't want to get into that right now. I want to give you numbers. Okay. So right now being on the national coalition for homeless veterans, it's uh nchv.org. You're, you, there are some statistics. Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I want to point out that Robert is the math person here. <laughs> Robert is Robert's obsessive compulsive personality disorder. <laughs> which is not OCD where you wash your hands 25 times every two hours. Yeah, Robert's OCD or OCPD is math and data. Yes. So Robert is sitting here <laughs> gripping a chair tightly with the dog in his lap because Robert so desperately wants to do the numbers. Yeah. yeah but I'm, I pulled it up. I Mike's going to do the numbers. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to now, Get quiet again, and and Mike's going to take back over. So so exactly here here's the numbers are, are staggering. Uh, the demographics of homeless veterans again. This is on nchv.org, the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans, um, and we're only just discussing veterans today because this is this is where it, it's is disgraceful. Okay, they gave you know some some gave some and some gave all. We shouldn't be having this discussion right now. When you hear these numbers, this is what's going to make you sick to your stomach. Eleven percent of homeless of the homeless adult population in this country are veterans. Eleven percent. Twenty percent of the male homeless population are veterans. So think about that. You see a male, uh, you know, a homeless man on the street. Twenty percent of them in this country are veterans. They served. They took that oath. Okay. 68% reside in principal cities, okay, which is not a surprise because that's where they're going to they're going to make it on the streets. You know, there's going to be, you know, panhandling, there's going to be some type of a program or something that's going to give them a little something. Okay, 32% reside in suburban rural areas. Okay, so you know, of course, because you know what happens is they get run out. Let's be realistic, you know, these people who are completely turn a blind eye. They don't want them around, so, you know, what happens? Law enforcement removes them. Um, 51% of individual homeless veterans have disabilities, so think about that. 51%. I haven't even gotten into the next one. Ready for this one? 50%, 1% less, have serious mental illness. So not only did they serve, not only did they make a sacrifice, and actually, you know, a lot of them that came back from whatever campaign it was or whatever, and they have PTSD or they have these issues, they have these mental illnesses, and they're being untreated, and they're being left, they're put out, they're put out to die. Okay, so 70% of them have substance abuse problems. No shock there. And then it gets into 57% are white males compared to 38% of non-veterans. 50% are age 51 or older, okay? 50% are age 51 or older compared to 19% non-veterans. Those those statistics are, they should make you sick to your stomach. I don't, I don't know. But what they, about women? I haven't gotten to there yet. This was just, um, this was males. Um, let me get over here to women. Mental health into their background. Um, the women's numbers will shock you even more. Yeah, it is. It's it's it is. I I'm gonna have to find it. <laughs> um, let me see here. Um, I didn't even. There's more even to go over. I'm trying to find the the women, but they're you know even the incarcerated veterans. It's 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 
it's ridiculous. I mean, okay, here we go. So it says um, basically the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, states that the nation's homeless veterans are predominantly male with roughly 9% being female. So the, so you have 9% female. The majority are single, live in urban areas, and suffer from mental illness, alcohol, and or substance abuse or co-occurring disorders. About 11% about eleven of the adult homeless population are veterans. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> It's a no-brainer, and then and then Robert sits there, puts out yesterday, you know, to get the ball rolling, you know, even to tell the city of Rock Hill, College Cycles will donate the first one thousand dollars to make this happen. I'm, and we will, you know, drop the mic. So who else is going to step up? Is the city going to step up? There's so much land. This is why I get angry about this. There's how much land available that they can utilize to make either tiny homes or these container homes. There are people building container homes just for the hell of it. It costs them pennies, and they build these elaborate freaking domiciles. But then you have people who need just something over their head to stay warm, to stay dry. And you can't even do that, man. I mean, come on. You know? The city of Rock Hill has outlawed tiny houses. Uh, well, Why? <laughs> is this an election? Tax year? money. This is an election? No, year? tax money. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying. Yeah, because you can't get the tax money that a regular house would generate. <laughs> you can't have a house smaller than 1,000 square feet in the city of Rock Hill. Why? If you're a couple, do you need more than 1,000 square feet? Not really. Nope. But also one thing, one further thing about the numbers, uh, women veterans are the fastest surging group of homeless in the nation. Correct. And no one is out there trying to do anything that I see very few places, but some places are, and it's hard. But if we put, the money that the community itself between somebody who has their car broken into so somebody can steal a radio so they can pawn it and get 10 bucks so they can get a loaf of bread and a pack of cheese so they have food for a week. I mean, <laughs> you know, if, if, if what would you, what would you be willing to give? If you own a business, in in order to not have somebody throw a brick through your window so, so they get arrested, or not have somebody break into your uh, storage shed or your garage so that they could steal a hedge trimmer or break into your car for that radio, what would you give for that? You're paying for it anyway. You're paying an exorbitant price. True. But what is it worth to see the human beings that walk around on these streets without homes, without food, with a backpack? That's where that's their life. They're, they're walking around, riding around on bicycles. We give bikes to the Haven Men's Shelter and Safe Passage. Yep. And 
the only reason why I publicize that is so that the people who give me those bikes know where they're going. I am not trying to buy my way into some version of heaven, not to get religious, <laughs> but I do it because it's my community and it's what I should be doing. It's the right thing to do. It's what everybody should be doing. Human beings. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I sit here and look and there's a, there's a 20 million or a $10 million Ford car. That's not even street legal. And it's the top line on the thing on CNN or so-and-so has a new, has a new luxury yacht or something like that. And we celebrate this, this $10 million yacht or $20 million yacht or, you know, the, Oh, I, I, I have a 2 million. I have a new, there's a new $2 million car on the car lot. I simply must have it. Okay. That's fine. But why aren't we talking more about this? This is something that should be shouted. This is something that should be shouted from the rooftops. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. I mean, this is the South. This is the the Charlotte metro area, which is Rock Hill now. We're the belt buckle of the Bible belt. And I want to remind people that if you read the Bible, Jesus walked this earth with a robe and a pair of sandals. He never owned a home. He had a box of tools. He was a carpenter. Would he be standing here right now looking at your $2 million car going, oh, yeah, great, dude. Awesome. You did good. Yeah. (laughs) But, or would he rather be going, you know, that car can do 250 miles an hour. There's no place in America you can drive it except a racetrack, and you're not a race car driver. And that money could feed how many Why people? didn't you spend, yeah, why didn't you spend $200,000 and spend the rest of that $2 million doing unto others, feeding your brothers and sisters? You know, one of these things, the reason why I'm so passionate about this is the veterans aspect. Correct. Because they fought for everyone. They didn't fight for, they didn't pick a group and say, I'm fighting for you. They fought for this country and everybody who lives here. Hmm, that's true. And and for them not to have a roof over their head and a meal is the ultimate treason. And that's a harsh word. It's the ultimate treason to the people who have fought and, and nearly died and who have fought and died for this country and all the people in it. They swore an oath not to the president, not to the flag, but to uphold and defend the Constitution. And that Constitution means that everybody in this country should have a level playing field so that people have the opportunity to be the next Bezos or the next 
Microsoft that can go out and invent some new software system or the next Apple. I mean, that's what America's for is to give everybody that opportunity. And yet, so many places, so many times, people turn their back on our veterans to the point where they can't, they, they can't get a job, they can't get food, they can't get a roof over their head. We promised them all those things. And yet, we're not delivering. You think mm -hmm. the federal government's going to deliver on their promises? Nope. They can't even run the VA right. Veterans go into the VA, sit, wait two, three days at a time, and then they're told to come back six weeks. And some of them go out and actually kill themselves in the parking lot. In North Carolina, a veteran went to the parking lot, killed himself in his car, and it was three weeks before they found him. Unreal. Because he needed help. The VA, which is a hospital, can't even schedule you an appointment properly. <laughs> if anybody thinks that the government can do a housing program for veterans and homeless ones, I'm sorry. The, the federal government is a massive machine, but it just doesn't work well doing certain things. No. And the only way I see anything changing is if we change it locally. No, it, like, what is it? Land of the free, home of the brave. It's going to take the brave few, the brave few to make the change happen or to initiate the change or to, to, to get the ball rolling. So there, there are plenty of people in the area that, that have means, that have businesses, that have the ability to make change. Again, like I was saying earlier about election, hey, you know... <laughs> These elected officials, man, you were elected for a reason to be for the people. And these people that are homeless, these people that can't feed their children are the people. So take them into consideration when you make these laws, when you work on this fiscal budget, when you're putting it together. Again, and, and it's baffling, Robert, that, wait, wait, because we can't get enough tax money from a small, tiny home that it just doesn't need to be. Again, look at Europe. They have small cars, small homes, right? They will, and they live better than us. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what it's going to take is is for a couple. What it's going to take is for us to start showing up at city and county council meetings. When's the last time any of you all went to a city or county council meeting? Sat there and watched. It would just Flipping scare you <laughs> to watch the callousness of which they discuss certain things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Every every one of them, every one of them. You, you, you think any one of the people sitting up there are trying to get by on $35,000 a year? Nope. No. Nope. I sent an email to two city councilmen. One, because I sent it to two because one, I live in one's district and run my shop in another's. I got a response back from one of them and this person I went to school with, I went to high school with, 
and the first line summed up his three-page response was, I am not here to solve your problems. <laughs> oh Until we all walk in, sit down, and get some time at the podium and say, what are you going to do to help us solve this problem? And then take aim at one person on the city council and say, okay, you've been here the longest, you've done the least, everybody, now we're going to go out and canvas your entire area that people vote in for you. We're going to canvas them. We're going to find somebody else, and we're going to run them in your place. Because obviously, if you can't help, you've been there too long. If your response is, I'm not here to solve your problem, then they've been in government too much. They've been too long and time to go. Time to go. Because they're not solving this problem. There's dozens of other problems out there. But this is one that really does hit right in your neighborhood. Correct. Correct. It affects your life. It affects your children's life, your brothers and sisters, your husbands or wives, your mothers and fathers. That's right. It affects everybody you know. You got that right. I'll bet if you asked everybody you know, and ask them to say honestly, ask them if they've ever been homeless, you're going to be amazed at the truly honest people who are going to look you dead in the eye and say yes. Ask them how many times they've gone to bed hungry. Walk through the office. Walk down the street. Ask a total stranger. Ask somebody you have absolutely no connection to. Have you ever been homeless? Well, I lived in my car when I was in college. Yes, that's a homeless person. Correct. You get a lot of. You ever you ever been to ever been ever gone to bed without food? Yeah. Okay. That's somebody who is on the verge of being homeless. Yep. (laughs) So. And then you still have the you still have kids these days. You you have kids in these schools, and, and I I mean, come on. Don't don't even be oblivious to it in York County, okay? That there that there's free or reduced lunch. What's free or reduced lunch for? It's because the family can't afford it. So if they can't afford that, do you think they can afford to keep food on the table all the time? I I'm not going to get into it because it's just going to make me angry. But the reality of it is, folks, is that you know, again, <laughs> the show's name's Bike Talk, but should we be talking about bikes? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but we also need to talk about a community, and this affects the community. College Cycles is willing to give the first $1,000, again, to making this become a reality. Any other businesses in the area, in the area you want to step up, do it. Go down and, and talk to your uh, civic leaders. Go down and talk to your local politicians. Go down and talk to the mayor. The only way we're going to get this change is, is by doing it. You know, uh, talking about it's one thing, but making it happen is another. Okay? I mean, next police officer you see that's not on a call, that's just standing there getting coffee at the QT, ask them if they would like a container city or a small home 
community to take somebody who is on the street, off the street, to get a place to sleep and a meal and get them the help they need. Hmm. Ask them if they would rather do that than constantly have to be rousting these people, harassing these people, driving these people. Yeah, they know them on a first-name basis. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yes, they do. It's ridiculous. Ask them if they would rather do that, if they would if they would rather have 10 bucks a month taken out of their paycheck than having to deal with this. <laughs> if it would be worth $10 a month to them. So to, to, to have a $10 bill pulled out of their wallet once a month so they would have a place where all these people would be getting help and they wouldn't have to be going, you know, oh, man, Joe, mm-hmm. man, oh, God, look at your, what are you, how did you let your leg get like that? Exactly. It's purple. That's not a human color. This is just. Now I got to take you over to the hospital. You know, uh, and then after that, then I got to come back to the hospital, or somebody else got to come back to the hospital, and then they got to throw you in jail. Mm-hmm. They don't want to throw you. Know, they don't want to do that. No, they don't. They don't. And I don't want them to do it. But ask, ask any law enforcement officer you come across the next time you do, and ask them if they enjoy that part of their job, if that's a fulfilling part of the job they do. Oh, and would they be willing to give up 10 bucks a month to make it stop? No. I think... I. <laughs> you find that one person says they won't give that $10, I'll give that $10. It's, it's yeah. I think I think on that note, we're going to leave this here because this is, uh, the, we have some other stuff to talk about on our next show, which will be kind of bike related maybe maybe not we'll see but you know let me go ahead and thank you for tuning in thank you for supporting the show thank you for supporting college cycles supporting robert and you know make sure you listen to the next episode you know i promise it's going to be as good as this one maybe even better you know and it'll give you revved up for not just riding but also for your community and being a an essential part of making your community a better place to live uh somewhere you could be proud of and just all in all, being a, a freaking good human being. That's, that's, you know, that's the point of all of this, you know, all of life, you know, what you're, what you try to achieve every day. Uh, make sure you also follow us on Twitter at, uh, at bike talk podcast. You can also find us on the web at collegecycles.co. Again, that's collegecycles.co. You can also find us on Facebook. <laughs> you can see the post that Robert put up yesterday and that is at college cycles bike shop on facebook uh thank you all you know for tuning in and stay safe out there and before we go robert you have any one last thing you want to say to everybody and then we're going to sign off um i apologize if i might have come off as abrasive um or angry uh i am angry you have a right and I apologize for that. It's because I care. Amen. If I didn't care, I would not open my mouth. And that's the difference. Takes people into homelessness does not. If homelessness and hunger does not make you angry, 
I I don't know what to say to that. You need to check yourself. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That you need to go and look in the mirror and, and dig deep because uh, it it should bother everybody that's listening to this. It should bother everybody everywhere, okay? It should human. bother every leader, every person in office, every person that holds a position in government. It should bother, bother every person in law enforcement. Yeah. It should bother everybody, not just me or Mike or you. It should bother everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well... On that note, everybody, we're checking out, and we will see you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Yep. Bye, y'all.